Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique in the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in T, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Thank you, Zach. Look forward to doing a show with you Friday, June 23rd at Boss's Comedy Club and Tea, along with Emily Wilson. But Emily and I are going to be busy Saturday, June 3rd, 7 p.m., as the Vaudies will host a benefit for the Mighty Corson Art Players. We'll be joined by magician Jesse Moffat, singer-songwriter Matt D., comedian Nathan Holtz, and fire dancers Last Ember. Tickets are $40 and are available at thevaudies.com. That's the Vaudies. T-H-E-V-A-U-D-I-E-S dot com. And again, that is Saturday, June 3rd, 7 p.m. at Mighty Corson Art Players. If you're not familiar, if you're headed over to Brandon, just go north on that exit that you normally would take to Brandon off of I-90. It's right there. As for the entertainment we have on today's show, the executive director of the Rainbow Course of Sioux Falls, Bo McGregor, tells us how the group came together and talks about their schedule, including their coming out concert June 8th. Then later in the show, fellow podcaster Andy Heller returns to talk about Let's talk About It. Listen for our podcast plot twist as well. Plus, we'll tell you who or what gets this week's honorable mention, as well as choose another winner of pizza with a podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Lift them high and lift them high in honor to Memorial Day weekend. There will be plenty of time for enjoying that extra day off picnics, pools, etc. But please do take time Monday to remember those that serve this great nation. So remember the meaning of the holiday. Be thoughtful, be thankful for your freedom. It isn't free. The Weekend Eve Toast is brought to you by The Sky in Tea. The Sky provides all caps fun and that best had with friends. Have fun playing darts, shooting pool, listening to some great live local musicians. Be the local musician or singer-songwriter yourself, well, at least a singer, when have fun singing karaoke and have fun testing your knowledge of trivia. Oh, I tell you what, you know, sometimes you need a bigger room than just a, a couple of tables. Well, if you've got a company party or a benefit of some sort going on, the Sky's big back room will fit the bill. No matter what's going on at the Sky, it's local, 
and it's lively. It's time to choose a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram is automatically entered to win a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. We pick a winner each week, and this week we say congratulations to Carrie Fitzgerald Schultze. We'll be in touch with you, Carrie, to get you all set up with some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with a Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, sonnyspizzeria.com. I tell you, this week it was the tickling of the funny bone for sure. Honorable mention this week goes out to Old Town Dinner Theater. That's right, two weeks in a row last week, I was excited to be seeing their show, The Movie Game. This week, after having seen it, I can tell you it's a very funny show, incredible casting. Each and every role had highlight-worthy scenes. And to my, my friend Aaron Sharp, I will never look at a box of cornflakes the same again. All right, two weeks in a row, Old Town did it. Uh, in the meantime, coming up later in the show, The Fat Dude Digs Flicks. The host of the local podcast, Let's Talk About It. No, uh, Let's Talk About It, Andy Heller. Up next, Executive Director of the Rainbow Chorus of Sioux Falls, Bo McGregor, on the Dave Holly Hour. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes through the Sioux Falls Community Education Program and special open studio nights every Thursday evening. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. For him, every day is a Holly Day. Here again, Dave Holly. Welcome back, everybody. You just want to take the words right out of my mouth by this time now, don't you? You know what it's going to be. Those words are always, it's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. Always a fun time when I get to have some recurring guests and uh, we bring him back this time because, well, first of all, he did a great job earlier this winter acting. And then at that same time, he said, you know what? 
I think we need to have a rainbow chorus in Sioux Falls. Bo McGregor, how are you? Hello, David. I am swell, fantastic, loving the warm weather. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, my pleasure. And it is uh, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, And last time, you know, we recorded uh, remotely, but now we've got some studio time and so forth. And everything's really cooking along here. And it sounds like The Rainbow Chorus is really cooking along as well. It really is. I mean, it's been happening so fast. We are just have two more rehearsals left until we have our premiere performances coming up. So we're super excited for that. Um, We got started back in March. Our first rehearsal was on March 2nd. Okay. And we rehearse every Thursday night at Spirit of Peace Church in Sioux Falls. And Rainbow Chorus is an LGBT plus friendly chorus where we have about 45 members and we have our artistic director, Dale Hubers, who is conducting our choir and Mm -hmm. our accompanist, Tyler Eggie. We're singing eight songs for our June 8th coming out concert, Uh um, performing at the Canaries on June 3rd, June 9th at the Lovett and June 10th at the Sioux Falls Pride Festival. Wow. You got a lot going on. Yes. (laughs) I mean, you've been practicing hard, rehearsing hard, and uh, now all of a sudden here it is. It's time for the, uh, in fact, you're calling it the Coming Out Concert Series. We are, yes. Yeah, that, that uh, Coming Out Concert uh, on June 8th. But like you said, you were at the Canaries or will be on June 3rd. Now, uh, I'm guessing that if nothing else, you're singing the national anthem for that. We are singing the national anthem, and we're going to sing between innings, like 90-second snippets of the song. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a preview for our Coming oh, Out Concert there well. you go. So if you want that to hear, works out, If you're it? at the Canaries and you want to hear more, then just go to the Coming Out Concert Fantastic. on June 8th at yeah. the First Congregational Church and free will donation. So oh. no need to get tickets ahead yep. of time. Just show up and find a seat and enjoy a night of fun music. Have you been uh, shocked by how well this has been received at this point? Absolutely. And that was one of my greatest fear, especially being in South Dakota. Right. Of course, it's a red state, but I've had the support of the community. I mean, this wouldn't be as successful as with all the collaborations I've had with everyone. When I first moved back to South Dakota, I got involved in community theater, of course, but mm-hmm. um, I also got involved involved in the Sioux Empire Pride Sports Association. That's called SEPSA. Yeah. Yep. And that's an LGBT plus friendly sports league where we play softball every summer, bowling in the winter, and volleyball in the fall and winter as well. And I mean, after I moved back, I, moved, I lived in Massachusetts for a few years, so I didn't have a lot of friends coming back. You know, <laughs> I was away for a while too, but I was able to find people like me because I identify as gay. And I found my people and, you know, after one night, I think bowling, we went to uh, Club David on a Sunday night and started singing karaoke. And I was talking to my friends on my bowling team and I was like, wouldn't it be great to have just a chorus? You know how other cities have like the L.A. men's gay chorus Mm -hmm. and, you know, all these big cities have these LGBT plus friendly choruses. Like, why can't we do it? You know, we did SEPSA. Why not do this? And like, yeah, that's a great idea. And that's where the idea started. And I also reached out to Sioux Falls Pride, and they were instrumental in getting the word out, you know. And I just Facebook messaged them and got a reply back right away. I had a sign-up sheet, a Google sign-up sheet, and they share it on their page. And the next day, I had like 70 people sign up. So Wow. Yeah. So I didn't do it by myself. This is a uh-huh. community. 
All right. This so, is community right here. What yeah. do you consider yourself to be in in terms of this organization? Then uh, are you the president? Are you the uh, general manager? Um, my current title is executive director. Executive director. Yep. Okay. Because yep. you, you have an actual musical director, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah. And your company is like you mentioned earlier. Uh, so who did you first approach? And when you actually said, okay, we can, we can do this. And you've, you've been to the Pride Association and talked about it and getting support. Who was the first person you said, hey, you want to be in the uh, chorus? Uh, people in SEPSA pretty much, too. Uh -huh. um, we were doing bowling one day, and I was just like, hey, do you all want to sing? And I was actually looking for a, a conductor, an artistic director, because if we don't have an artistic director, then we don't have a choir. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I'm the executive director, but I kind of manage the everyday operations and everything and promotion and budgeting and all that, too. But, you know, I don't I'm not a band or choir director. That's not my skill set. So. I actually asked someone on my bowling team. I was like, do you know anyone? He's like, yeah, I know Del Hubers. He would be perfect for mm -hmm. this. He used to be the um, conductor for the Singing Boys of Sioux Falls. Right. I don't know if you remember that I at do. all. Um, after COVID, they kind yeah. of disassembled. But there really isn't a community chorus here in town right now. And I guess we're also filling that hole as well. And just getting that word out to friends and not only all my gay and lesbian friends and however they identify, also all my straight friends as well, because um, we welcome allies and we wel welcome everyone part of the group, too. And I just wanted people being surrounded by people I love and people yeah. I have friendships with. Well, so. you know, and that's the great thing about it, because as soon as you started posting things on Facebook from your first rehearsals and so forth, and I'm sitting there going, OK, they got a lot of allies in this, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's fantastic that, you know, you get that support. And then that just continues to grow. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like yeah, you've got a Facebook page, correct? Yep. Yeah. You know, how many uh, followers and so forth do you have already? Currently, we have 652, wow. and I'm not counting. <laughs> but um, it's still growing. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's kind of a skill in itself, too, because you had to kind of buy sponsored posts and everything, too, mm -hmm. as well. And you interact with social media as well. But um, after getting started, I was... I was personally off Facebook, off of all social media for a couple of years, actually, too. Yes, um, I noticed that after yeah, we had, had a conversation earlier. <laughs> yeah, I sort of have an addictive personality, and so like I can spend a lot of time in social media if I need to, but I knew I needed to promote the Rainbow Chorus, and we figured Facebook already has a lot of people on it. It's very localized. You know, with Instagram and TikTok, that's more like on a national level mm -hmm. and everything, too, but... You can really find a lot of local stuff on Facebook, like what's going on around Sioux Falls and everything, too. So just went on there. And that's pretty much our main. We have a website, too, as well. But our the main way we get information out is through Facebook. So All right, man. It's just a great that uh, you guys have started up. So you said that there's going to be eight songs that you'll have some snippets of between the innings at the Canaries game that will give people an idea what's coming up on June 8th at the Coming Out concert. Correct. Uh, so how long of a concert will that end up being then? Probably about an hour, I'm okay. guessing, too. And we're not only singing songs, but we're also including um, people sharing personal monologues of their mm. coming out experience right. or their experience within the LGBT plus spectrum. They're kind of transition pieces as well. So um, you can look forward to that and getting to know people a little bit more in their stories as it relates to their, ex their experience through Rainbow Chorus and through their life um, living through the LGBT plus spectrum. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, you've heard these stories. Yep. Uh, and uh, so you know what those uh, tales include. Yeah. Uh, what surprised you the most? 
the emotion basically uh-huh. i i didn't realize how much people really reacted emotionally to this about about being in the rainbow chorus too there were some people who recently came out as well um, to their families and needed a, a space to be at. Mm-hmm. And we provided that space for them as well. Um, because I've been there before too. And so right. I can relate to them. And that was our biggest vision and mission. You know, we basically wanted somewhere fun to people and safe for people to go to sing, but also create a community. And because sometimes you can't find that anymore. I, a lot of people tend to go online or to bars and everything too. We just wanted a safe environment where people can come together and sing and get to know each other and just have fun and bond. Um, you know, I, I know you have a theater background. Yep. And in fact, we were just in a production together. Yes, uh, we not, were. Not too long back. And that was a really fun production to be a part oh, of. Oh, that was. We wasn't had it? Pretty small parts too. And we yeah. didn't have to memorize lines either. Exactly. Yeah, we got to read scripts. <laughs> we did, yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were you in a lot of musicals then too? Yes, uh, I was. Okay. Yep. So I grew up doing chil- Missoula Children's Theater. Oh, that's a great group. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have a granddaughter that was in it for a couple of years. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And they used to come once a year to McCook Central High School mm-hmm. where I grew up in Salem. And that's where I found my confidence in my home, basically, too. And I know I was involved with a lot of other things, too, as well. But the musicals... You know, that fills my bucket. <laughs> Every, yeah. what, what's the go-to show tune for you? Uh, Don't Rain on My Parade by Barbara Streisand uh-huh. from Funny yeah. Girl. Yeah, yep. and uh, oh, classic. You know? Yep, very powerful, big ballad, has a lot going on what, there. Uh, what uh, vocal range do you have then? I'm a tenor, Okay, but I can also go down to a bass as well. You can. So I'm right. um, currently, I'm, I'm also singing in the chorus as well as a tenor. So, mm-hmm. yep. And uh, how did it split up once everybody uh, came in and said, hey, I want to be part of this? Yep. Uh, were you able to get, uh, you know, uh, at least four different parts? Pretty we well are. filled. We do have equal. all four parts. Yeah. yeah. And we were kind of worried too because we wanted to do a non audition choir as well. Right. A lot of the um, choirs and community choirs around the country, they do auditions. We just didn't want to exclude anyone. We just wanted it to be fun. And, you know, most we were worried that people wouldn't know how to sing and how we would sound. <laughs> but most of the people who are in the choir have had choir experience in the past or sing in high school and college. And so they kind of knew where their voice was. Mm-hmm. Um, Dell, our artistic director, actually had some people come in a half hour before to kind of go through parts to see where their voice is at too. But everyone was pretty intuitive about the whole thing too. And they just jumped right in. Even the first choir practice which i was very stressed about because i didn't know who would show up you know people do sign up but it's all about showing True. up yeah 40 people showed up and that was great and there were some members of the church at spirit of peace who were there overhearing us it's like oh it sounds like you've been rehearsing for a few weeks now it's like, uh-huh. oh, that's that's, that's great. a great compliment <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When we first started yeah so these people who are the everyone in the chorus already has that background in singing and has that passion right. too and they're just kind of um, rekindling it. Although I, I did hear that uh, our, our mutual friend John Gaskins yeah. uh, tried out and was uh, turned down. And that yes, was basically from he his was. Ho- <laughs> that was uh, pretty much uh, basically because of his husband, Gilbert. Yes, <laughs> yes. Only one queen in the choir. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Gilbert is that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And uh, so you've got uh, all the parts covered and so forth. Now these eight songs... 
What are we talking about? Are we talking mostly show tunes. Are we talking folk. Are we talking rock. What do we have? We have a great mix of songs. We mm-hmm. have a lot. Of, we have a couple of pop songs. True Colors by Cyndi Lauper. We have Broadway songs. Uh, a Million Dreams from The Greatest Showman. Seasons, seasons of Love from Rent. Oh. My my personal favorite, of course. Absolutely. That's an anthem. That's a, yep. that's going to be sung at my funeral. Yep. And there's a few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And maybe Rainbow Chorus can sing it. <laughs> um, and some spiritual songs, too. Uh, this is a little light of mine. And some songs that you haven't heard of before. Um, maybe you have, but it's called Inscription of Hope and uh, Why We Sing, which are some beautiful pieces. Mm-hmm. So you have some favorites, but also some probably songs you haven't heard of heard of before. I, I think the why we sing i might have heard yep it, did that come out of a group out of dallas texas could be uh, a ministry down there could be yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah, I, I just uh, the way you were saying it it's like okay i think yeah. i've heard that i, yep. I think i have that all right and uh, so you've, you've got that um is there going to be some show choir aspect to this at some point maybe in the future mm-hmm. yeah right now we just are just focusing on standing and singing pretty much too as well but if we get more members and start to branch out, that's something I would love to do, yeah. you know? So outside of the LGBTQ plus uh, community, what's been response? It's been great. Um, uh-huh. The one response that wasn't so great, uh, Kelloland News did a news article on us uh, and they posted on their Facebook page and, you know, it got a reaction for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> As you know, in the comment section, people can be very opinionated. True. So, yeah. but I don't know. I think any PR is good PR, I guess. So true. You know, yeah. Yeah. Probably even more people that are are for and against. No, for like, sure. You know, hey. Yeah. Yeah. It's just okay. it's something new, and I think people just had a strong reaction at both positive and negative. Yeah. So, but. Uh, but I, I like the, the fact that uh, that concert's also going to include testimonials. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what is your story then from when you came out? I came out when I was 19 years old at a freshman at SDSU. And thankfully, like I thank God for this actually, my roommate when it came in, I didn't know him. He was gay also uh-huh. as well. So I had that support. Right. And um, it was a little tough. Um, my parents um, took them a while to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, something new to them. Um, I'm a great actor, so <laughs> I played straight very well in high school. But some people say I didn't. So, <laughs> but oh, I guess saw through. <laughs> yeah, I guess I fooled my parents and my family. But um, you know, just small town South Dakota. A lot of people and a lot of people who grew up in South Dakota are not exposed to it. I think they are now, but back in the day, there right. wasn't really um, a lot of exposure to it too as well. But um, it just it gets better. It does. Um, but I had that community and support even at SDSU as well with my roommate being gay and he he was actually a sophomore when I was a freshman and so he had a great group of friends that were loving and supportive and everything too as well but I remember trying to cope through all that as well I love music of course and Mm -hmm. music is very healing for me I looked up true colors online from the LA gay men's chorus and they were just singing in a gymnasium and they were actually part of the it gets better campaign um kind of similar to the no hate campaign mm-hmm. um that they used to help the community and i don't know i was just in tears yeah. and i just thought to myself at that point i'm like gosh i wish i was part of something like this too as well so it's really full circle yeah and well now you are and yeah. uh, it's going well from all indications mm-hmm. what's the dream place you want to play or 
You know, do you have a venue in mind that you really, because I'm, you know, you're going to be at the Levitt. I mean, I was. That's huge. That's very huge. <laughs> and I was actually very surprised that, I, you know, I just emailed them. I was like, hey, we're a new chorus. Can we, right. we would love to be an opening act. And they were, you know, very responsive and let us be a part of it too. Dream, actually, there's, hopefully we can get to this, but next year in Minneapolis in 2024, it's called gala chorus they're like a national organization that support lgbt plus choruses around the nation and they have a huge festival going on next year in minneapolis mm -hmm. so i guess that's the dream, dream for now to kind of go and intend there and get connections and right uh, is this a a non-profit correct yep. okay and we have a board so yeah so you're probably looking at as you bring in funds and so forth that that would be something that would go toward then to, correct. to yep. further it yep excellent yeah uh so what do you enjoy personally the most about it getting to meet new people within mm -hmm. the community as well um it's been great and having people in knowing people in common too because it's small town south dakota too as well and people from sioux falls and um, establishing those connections with everyone as well and just singing too as well because i personally have a passion for singing and every time they put on seasons of love i have like a gay gasp it's <laughs> 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 just singing so together it's called <laughs> yeah it's called a gay gasp <laughs> and every time i don't know and singing that tenor part too i can get really get high up there as mm -hmm. well and um it just sounds so great i mean during rehearsals i'm pretty stressed because i'm thinking and planning ahead since i'm the executive right. director too so it's hard for me to sit down and enjoy it and have fun sometimes but um yeah overall singing and getting together and actually we've been preparing for the sioux falls pride festival so we have actually been making flowers out of tissue paper at mm -hmm. before rehearsals a lot and um just really getting to know each other and the laughter. And even though it's only for an hour and a half, it's really establishing some great connections. You mentioned, you know, here it is in Sioux Falls, and we it is called the uh, Rainbow Chorus of Sioux Falls. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you take anybody from around the area? We take anybody, mm -hmm. too. And we take young people as well. A lot of parents have been asking if their um, sons or daughters would be able to join if they're in high school. And, they, yep, everyone. That's excellent. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, we look forward to it. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit more about your acting. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, like you had mentioned, you had uh, been kind of gone for a, a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, we run into each other at the, the first audition. And it's like, oh, yeah, Bo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You recognized me right away. I did. And it took me just a split second to yep. go, okay. Uh, and so we won't talk about what you were doing then. Let's talk about what you're going to be doing from now on then. Okay. You know, because you got in uh, and uh, like you said, we had really great parts because we got to read scripts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, looking forward to doing some more then? Uh, yeah. And just seeing the Premier Playhouse's um, schedule for next year is really mm -hmm. exciting. Little Mermaid, Oklahoma, um, Hair, definitely trying out for that as well. You know, if I didn't have Rainbow Chorus, I would probably would have tried out for Grease and right. all those fun shows as well. But um, there's o there's already other opportunities, you know, the Monstrous Theater Company and Chorus oh, and Players and Goodnight Theater Collective yeah. as well. So there's a lot of opportunities to but to audition. No, 
firm no plans yet okay um yeah. no upcoming shows that... well and and you're doing it right you know when you start an organization uh like that and mm -hmm. so forth you know you're, you're going to be putting a lot of time into that to begin with and at first you kind of say oh i can do it yeah yeah you know i, I can segment it off but um you know one of them is going to cause you a little stress and anxiety mm -hmm. while you're starting it right and uh, the other one might seem like it's going to be you know, a, a stress reliever. Yep. And then you get into it and go, oh, my Lord, yeah. <laughs> I am in too deep on stuff. So, yeah, uh, good job on, on doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah but uh, I, I look forward to seeing you on stage uh, again sometime. Um, thinking of doing some more of, of just a play versus a musical? Yeah, for sure. Uh -huh. I'm open to anything. I, okay. Even the Glass Menagerie, that sounds really great that the premiere playhouse is well, maybe we'll be in that one. yeah <laughs> see you at auditions yeah. but but you know what dave life's a stage you know and i yeah I take, exactly I take any opportunity for the spotlight so <laughs> <laughs> when you're not uh performing in some form or another what do you like to be entertained by i love to be entertained by local theater in mm -hmm. sioux falls i actually live at six and phillips so i live right across the street from the rvm theater, yeah but got to see cinderella and you know washington pavilion's right there too so i get to see shows there as well love to go to the movie theater ever since i was a kid you know love to escape and watch those movies i like to go by myself mm -hmm. <laughs> to really enjoy it's kind of my um, it's your getaway zen place okay. yes yeah. most of my friends make fun of me too because they like to show up after the previews i'm like no the previews are the best part <laughs> <laughs> so i like to see the previews and all that um yeah do you have any hobbies? Right now, I'm playing softball in the summer. I'm also a singer-songwriter, but not publicly. <laughs> Privately, mostly, well, in see, my room. You know, I, I wondered if we were going to get around to that, because okay. I recall, uh, weren't you uh, like uh, uh, Snapchat or TikTok or I was. all of the above? Yep. yep. Uh, when, when we first met? Yep. Yeah. Not so much anymore. <laughs> um, I kind of just do it more privately, I guess, too, uh -huh. as well. Um, I got a little political on there, but these days I'm not so political um, with that sort of stuff. Um, not my song um, or anything, but um, um, yeah, I just got kind of... Um, the commentary was... Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> and like I said, I, I could spend all day on social media, yeah. too, so I just need to set my boundaries yeah. for that. So, yeah. Ultimate role. What do you want that to be? Um, lead player in Pippin. Would love that. <gasps> we got magic to do. Yep, we Just got magic to do. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, corner of the sky. Corner of the sky. Um, mm -hmm. Any part in Book of Mormon would be great, too, as well. So Spring Awakening, love that show. Mm -hmm. Very heavy and emotional. So, Would you ever consider moving beyond community theater to a, a tour-type situation? I don't and know. So forth? Yeah, I live my life one day at a time, Dave. I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> If the opportunity presents itself, then yes. Well, at my so. age, that's the only way I can live yeah. mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Bo McGregor, so great to have you in the uh, Dipsy Doodle Studios here on the Dave Holly Hour. Uh, great to catch up with you. You know, we, we got to catch up a lot. Uh, and, you know, um, for those that have never been in a local performance, mm -hmm. tell them why they should at least try it sometime. It's absolutely great to meet new people. Mm -hmm. Being a part of theater, I've always loved it. It's always felt like home, basically, too, because you can be as silly and goofy and be as transparent as you want to, and yeah. people won't judge you at all. Yeah, the, you know, uh, people the, are, 
are the, so accepting. Yeah. The dressing room. Yes. Uh, all those conversations that took place there. Yes. If you want a good laugh, just go to the dressing room before the show. Yeah, yes. you will get it. No doubt about it. All righty, my friend. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much, Dave. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity. Anytime. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E. M-O-F-F-I-T-T or call 605-929-0964. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exocairos.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Excel Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. The Dave Holly Hour, like eavesdropping on a great conversation between two very interesting people. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, my goodness, yes, you know exactly the words now, don't you? You should really say them along with me sometime. It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire, arts and entertainment, and I get another repeat guest, one of my favorites of all time, and a great guy, and he loves to talk movies, which is why he has podcasts about them. <laughs> he is a local podcaster. Andy Heller, how are you? I am doing so great, Dave. How are you? If I were any better, I'd be twins. Isn't that nice? Yes. Ooh, you don't get twice feeling. as much done. <laughs> <laughs> Double the joy. Yes, exactly. Just good to, to have you here in Thank the uh, Dipsy Doodle Production Studios. I'm super pumped to be back. Yeah, it's awesome. and it's uh, fantastic to always talk about movies. Now, we're going to let people in on something that uh, we're actually, uh, as we are recording this one, this is just the precursor. Yeah. Uh, because... As soon as we're finished, as soon as I'm finished having you as a guest, we're going to switch sides, and you're going to be the host for your podcast, yeah. Let's Talk About It, Yeah, and I'll be your guest. I, I almost feel like we should physically switch sides, too. Like oh, I plan like, on it. Are we going to? Yes, oh, we are. going to be great. Yes, this we have be, to, I gonna think. It's going to be an ordeal. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a fun, it, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit on my podcast too, but this is going to be really interesting because this is the first time where I'm like, I, I will be the host, but I will still be on visitor territory. Oh, so it's like, yeah. this is a weird Oh, like a neutral game. field yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, like Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday or something like that. <laughs> what got you interested, uh, first of all, in movies? Uh, you know... I, I feel like I've loved movies for as long as I can remember. Like, I, I, I feel like it was, uh, you know, kind of a, a cornerstone memory for mm -hmm. me. Like, and I, the, the first movie I ever saw that, or that I remember seeing was Return of the Jedi. Like, so okay. I'm a big Star Wars guy right, right off the bat. Um, and it was just, you know, from there, it was, it was the idea of 
then especially was the idea of fantasy you know yeah. being able to go to these like incredible worlds these incredible adventures that were not like you know not your everyday mm -hmm. and that was that was what i really enjoyed then as i've gotten older it's kind of this it's not so much an escape as much as it used to be it just it for me it's it's being able to connect with stories that either are you know similar to what I might have experienced in my life or just somebody else's perspective. Like the, the stories of somebody that I don't know, like I just love, I love stories. And I think a visual presentation of those stories, that's why I love movies so much. Oh, it's fantastic. They are such a joy and uh, you know, so many different genres yeah. and so many different things you can get out of it. And, and yeah. I, I sit there and, and think of different uh, movies and look back at them maybe 25, 30 years after I saw them, mm -hmm. and even get another new appreciation for them, yeah. uh, and so forth. In fact, uh, uh, kind of a side note, uh, I was chatting with a friend online today. Uh, we both happen to work for the same company, mm -hmm. but he lives out in Pennsylvania. Sure. And um, he was talking about, uh, you know, old-time radio shows and so forth, because... Uh, He's much younger than I am, yeah. but he was accustomed to him because of his grandparents. Right. And uh, so he was talking about his favorites, and he asked what mine was. And I said, well, you know, I think for, a, you know, I, I liked uh, Fibber, McGee, and Molly, but mm -hmm. I loved The Shadow. Yeah, okay. And I, I told him, I said, I think the reason for it is because, you know, I sit there now and uh, listen to him and go, you know, for the date and time that they did that, they did a marvelous job yeah. on the sounds, on building characters, on making you feel that scene yeah. that they happen to be at. It's, you know, with, with the radio dramas, they're all presented, you know, everything is presented through sound. But they're so effective. The good ones especially are so effective that you can just see everything, mm -hmm. like this whole world. Yeah. And, you know, the way that you visualize the world might be a little bit different than how I visualize the world. But still, they're doing such a good job of that storytelling that the core of it, you're just, you're, you're uh, completely engrossed in. So Painting yeah. the picture. Yes. And that's something when I'm on your podcast that we're going to talk about yes. as well. I think you already know what yes. I'm headed yep. for on that one. <laughs> but in the meantime, let's start. When did the taco, let's taco about it start? So it started in 2017, but it started in a different form than it is now. So I've done podcasts now for gosh almost a decade like uh -huh. in, in one way or another probably even more longer than a decade because i did some when i was at college and i always enjoyed doing it but the first version of this podcast was usually me in the morning after an overnight shift at work <laughs> just sitting in my car for 30 minutes talking about a movie that i watched or you know after a movie was over going home sitting in my apartment talking to myself mm -hmm. for about 30 minutes about a movie i just watched and i liked that i liked doing that i liked being able to be current like talking about movies that had just come out that was fun but there was something missing like i think part of the love of movies that i have is that community experience and i don't i don't love going to packed theaters it's right. not my favorite thing to do but i love being able to talk with other people about the movies that we all love. Uh, and so like, I think it was even just 
before the pandemic hit i was like you know i just want to talk to people the the new star wars was coming out rise of skywalker Mm -hmm. was coming out and i thought it would be fun to talk with people about each episode of the star wars saga and see what their you know personal affinity was towards it like oh i love empire strikes back i love return of the jedi and i was like i just want to be able to get from them why they love that version Mm -hmm. what, what memories they have of it why that movie has left a big impact on them. And after doing that mini series, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk to myself anymore. (laughs) I want to talk to other people. And so that's what it, that's what it started as. But (laughs) I've come to find selfishly that I am way more interested in hearing about the guest and their life than I am hearing about the movie. (laughs) So it's like, usually our our episodes go about an hour with me talking to the guest about their life. And then at the last half hour, we're like, oh, you know how you like this movie? Let's talk about that for a little bit. So, But it's just, I like people. And so that's what I... And tacos. Yeah, and and tacos. Because let's talk about the the, uh, rating system. Yes. All right. So... Uh, I was, it was one morning, uh, just kind of sitting around the, the, the name of, of everything is fat dude digs flicks. Right. I'm a plus size guy. I like food. What a plus size heart. Uh, and a plus size heart. Joe exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, we were sitting around, we're trying to think of something creative, like a creative way to rate my movies, not just stars, not thumbs up. Uh, and my girlfriend was like, why don't you rate it with like donuts? And like, as soon as she said donuts, I was like, oh, tacos, because I love (laughs) tacos. Tacos are my favorite food. And so it just kind of grew from there. It was like the taco scale, um, the best, like the best of the best gets a golden avocado because you have to have some guacamole on that taco. Uh, And that just pushes the taco up a notch. And so that's why the golden avocado is the best of the best. Okay, and is that five tacos that equals the golden? Or can you still get five tacos (laughs) and not get the golden avocado? You can. Okay. So, uh, you know, I guess I haven't really, like, ruled out the particulars here for, for doing this now for several years. But it's like, I feel like if a movie has kind of reach that legendary status mm-hmm. like uh, cross culture then it's in the running for a golden avocado like if i were to go to theaters tomorrow and see guardians of the galaxy volume three which i liked uh and let's say i i really liked it the most i would feel comfortable giving it would be a five tacos not a golden not avocado, a golden. just yet. okay yeah so do you find that uh, would be uh, a little bit different based off genre um you know, is it, is it tougher to give a comedy uh, a the golden avocado versus a drama? You know, I, I honestly, I think it really does depend on the quality of it. Because I would be hard-pressed to give, like, an Adam Sandler movie, uh, you know, Happy Gilmore. Right. I love Happy Gilmore. I'm not going to give it a golden avocado. I'm not going to give it five tacos. Uh, but, like... It happened one night, like a classic comedy from the 30s or 40s, mm-hmm. like a screwball comedy. It happened one night, bringing up baby, something like that. That's going to get a higher uh, a higher taco rating from me. What has been the best movie you've seen recently? Oh, goodness. Um, so from this past year, everything that I've seen so far this past year has been okay. My favorite movie of the past year so far is a horror movie. It's Evil Dead Rise. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Really gory, <laughs> really goopy, uh, set in this, you know, uh, kind of high-rise apartment building. And a lot of the Evil Dead lore is there. And it was a lot of fun. And I thought it was really good. But I think of the movies of this year so far, there hasn't been that one that's just been like, this is this is the cream of the crop. 
last year, everything, everywhere, all at once, once. absolutely as good as they, everyone says it was. It was just for me from the moment I watched it, uh, watched it again, watched it again, watched it again, just love it. Love that movie so much. So how many times have you seen it? I've seen it five times. Five. Okay. Five times. Something different you pulled out of it each time? Yep, yep. Yeah. And I've watched it one time through on the DVD with the commentary track. So you listen mm -hmm. to the directors talk about the making of it. And then it's like you get to hear the behind the scenes story of each scene. And it's just like, oh, this is such a magical movie. And how much fun they had putting it together is really like makes it even better. So yeah, I, and Jamie Lee Curtis yes. gets a gets an Oscar. Yes, and Short Round gets an I Oscar. I know <laughs> that was what made me so happy was just watching him on Oscar night. Uh, you know, all awards season long, he's taking these awards, and it's like, okay, surely he's going to get the Oscar. Surely right. he's going to get the Oscar. But then you have that that worry that it's like it's not going to happen for him, but he does it and well deserved. Right, but, and, and, and good to see a, a popular movie as well yes. do so well. Yes. You know, in, instead of, you know, a lot of people at the end of the Oscar night go, oh, okay, I've never even heard of that right. one. Right, yeah, I don't even know what this movie yeah. is. Why is this, why was this one so old? <laughs> <laughs> what do you like besides horror movies? I mean, when you when you're sitting there looking at, uh, you know, the, what's going to play for the weekend hmm. and you decide you're going to go to a theater to watch it instead of wait for it to stream or what have you. Everything. <laughs> like, it, it really is. Like, I'm, I'm so bad when it comes to, like, a particular genre because even though I love horror movies, I don't know if I would say it's my favorite genre because I just love everything and it's just for me it's like i want to be hooked in by the story so whatever it looks like the trailer is is saying that the story is i want it to be something that's going to grab me and that's that's what's going to get my time uh i like superhero movies mm -hmm. i'm getting a little tired of them i feel bad saying that because i grew up during a time where it was like i would have killed for a superhero <laughs> movie uh and now they're just it's like every month there's something new uh so i like them but I don't know. I just want something. I want something different, something unique. And I think that's, you know, a unique movie with a unique story. That's the thing that's going to get me to the theater a lot quicker than, you know, the seventh Captain America movie right. or, or another Batman movie. As much as I love Batman and love Captain America, I just want, I want something different. Who's your favorite director? Um, okay. So. My favorite American director, this is where we get really nerdy. My favorite American director is David Fincher. He directed Fight Club, mm -hmm. Seven. Love him. But I think my favorite director is a uh, Korean director named Chan Wook Park. He did this movie called Old Boy that is just incredible. Like it's kind of a, a revenge thriller. Uh, really, really good. But he's also done like an interesting comedy called... Uh, but I'm a, I'm a cyborg, but that's okay. And it's like this kind of, one, I have mix, seen the title. Yeah. And it's like this one flew over the cuckoo's nest type. Oh, wow. Story. Yeah. I love that one. Uh, yeah. He's my, he's probably my favorite director. I like Quentin Tarantino. I yeah. like, you know, Alfred Hitchcock, Steven Spielberg, yeah. uh, Akira Kurosawa. What did you think of, uh, the Fablemans? I didn't love the Fablemans. I was a little disappointed with the Fablemans. I thought it was just, I thought there was something missing about it. And I think that's that's my biggest complaint about a few of the, the movies last year that I thought I was going to love but didn't. There was like that one ingredient mm -hmm. that was just missing that made it so I was like, oh, this is okay. But that's as far as I went for me. 
And the Fablemans was one that I was like, this is okay. So I thought it was a good solid sure, movie. Sure. Um, but uh, I, I was just uh, surprised at at the storyline, the plot that it took, because everybody had said, you know, how much of a an autobiography it was yeah. of Steven Spielberg, and then uh, also. I had uh, seen, uh, I think it was even the day of, watching yeah. a Sunday morning program, and they were talking to Judd Hirsch, you yeah. know, and he was up for a, an Oscar. Uh, and I thought, and I saw the clips of him, and it's like, wow. And then to realize he was only in the movie about six right? minutes, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just this small section, and I was like, oh. I mean, his small section was good, but I was yes, just it was. like... Yeah, <laughs> I would have liked more. So yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> but I, I guess the one thing that I I love to see about that because uh, I love the movie uh, The Greatest Show on Earth, mm, mm-hmm. and for that to be one of very instrumental in his life. Yes. Uh, and how he would want to crash the trains and yes. everything else, but then when it came to his western that he made, and the little pinpricks in the film. Yeah. To get his first special effects, really. So smart. I so loved smart. that part. Yeah. I thought, okay, that's that's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, some of the storyline and, and et cetera. Yeah. But, right. Uh, right. But uh, overall, just getting a feel for it. Still uh, felt good watching of... it and seeing it at the state. Yeah. 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 Yeah, now, watching that history lesson of like how he put movies together really was... Speaking of the state... Yes. You have had some very exciting times there, I haven't have. you? I really have. Yes, I have been involved with activities at the state. You know, and it's, it's the funniest thing, too, is like I don't really know exactly how, how I got involved with the state. I think it was just kind of a... You know, I had a conversation with, with uh, Stephen and Allison who worked mm-hmm. there and we hit it off and then they were just kind of like, you know, you're, you're our movie guy. And so now I've been lucky enough to host several different events and I love it. Like, it's just so much fun. Every, every chance I get, I, I have such a great time. Well, see, I haven't had a chance to see a host any sure. event and so forth. So take us through the process and what do you do as the host? So usually... So we'll take, for example, maybe like uh, Greg Sestero from the, the movies of the, the Room. Uh, he comes to town and he will do like an introduction before the movie. And typically with him, we'll do a little Q&A before the movie starts. Mm-hmm. So usually I'll, I'll talk with him for a little bit uh, and then we'll get up on stage, introduce. I'll go out first, introduce him. He'll come out, ask him some questions about the movie, about the movie, the making of the movie, about his because now he goes on tour with the movie all the time. And it is this world-renowned, terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's this, you know, and he gets so much joy out of watching people react to this awful movie that for a while, like, really, you know, <laughs> hurt. <laughs> Everybody's, everybody who was involved had hurt their career. Uh, but now he kind of sees the joy in it, and that's where he makes a lot of his money from, is being able to tour. So we'll talk about, you know, everything that he's done, uh, and then we'll watch the movie. And, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But it's just mostly just I will introduce uh-huh. the guest. Um, if there's a and a I'll ask them questions, kind of facilitate right. questions with the audience. Uh, but it's mostly just me getting a chance to talk to these people so that he, I love. He tours with a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it because I got to ask James Earl Jones one question one time when oh. he was in town. And uh, mine was, you know, you've had some uh, great uh, things that you've done in your life. Yeah. But uh, did you ever do a movie just to pay the rent? 
and he had that <laughs> giggle of his. <laughs> and he said, well, of course, he says, but there were other great things that came about it too. Yeah. All the places in the world that I got to be, all the people that I got to meet yeah. and so forth. And I thought, okay, that's yeah. a great answer to that question. It's such a, it's, it's incredible because I think about that too, just like thinking about movies in general is it's like, there are movies that I think we all will be like, this is a stinker. Like this movie is just bad. But you think about all the people who put their time and energy into making this movie. <laughs> True. Nobody sets yeah. out to make a bad movie. Yeah. Sometimes that's just what happens. And, you know, they get the experience of it all. They get to go somewhere. They get to meet all these people. And it's like, you know, I I don't know if, I wonder if they get to a certain point where it's like this movie is out there in the universe. And then they're just kind of like, I don't really care what other people think i i got to have this experience i think there are some times where it's like people are disappointed that a movie doesn't perform as well as they were expecting or isn't as well received but i just i don't know i i love hearing people who are just like yeah i made this terrible movie but i get i i get to experience a part of the world i never would have without it all right what part does Andy Heller want to experience if he wasn't just a film buff, but he was actually in them? Oh. Would you want to be an actor, a director, a writer? If you were to ask, if you were to have asked this question when I was in college, I would have said actor. Right. Hands down. you did a actor. bunch of theater. Lots of theater acting work. Uh, once I moved to Sioux Falls, I got the opportunity to direct. And there is... For me, there's something really special about kind of like uh, uh, leading the production, but also helping people get the best out of themselves. Uh, I, I'm so I'm in your I'm in your studio right now, and I'm mm-hmm. looking over your shoulder, and you've got a name tag that has "Believe" on it. Yeah. That instantly makes me think of Ted Lasso. That's where it's uh, from, yeah. And for me, Ted Lasso has Ted Lasso has just been this show where it's like this this great boost of positivity. And Ted Lasso's job is to bring the best out of all of these players who are kind of a mess before mm-hmm. he comes around. And, you know, I'm never, I'm never going to say that the actors that I get in a cast are a mess, but you're still trying to help guide them to get these performances that you're looking for to help tell the story. And there is no greater satisfaction than when a show closes to be able to see all the actors and just know that they are so proud of everything that they've done. Uh, and you know, that's because of them, but I like being the, you know, being able to think that I had some small part in that. And it's not like, uh, uh, you know, uh, thirst quench of power. It's just, I want to help everybody tell the best story as possible. So directing, that's what I would love to do. Okay. Um, have you ever thought of writing? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. Have you done some? I have written. <laughs> I have written. Uh, I have. I made it a goal this year to get a story idea out of my head and onto paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't written in a long time, like since college. Um, and I wrote, you know, wrote a bunch of short plays in college that were performed for different things. Uh, but I haven't written anything since. And so I made the goal. I was like, I'm going to write I'm going to get this out of my head and put it on paper. Uh, it's not going incredibly well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was off to a really good start the first night that I sat down and wrote. And since then, it's been like, that's about it. Yeah. That's about well, it. you know, the one thing that I find about uh, movie aficionados and movie buffs and mm-hmm. so forth is while they will talk about the movies that they love, maybe a genre, 
occasionally it's the actor. Yeah. But often it's about who they love as a director. Yeah. And even though that director may have a variety of different genres they work in, yeah. it still comes down to that movie buff aficionado going, boy, I really like Scorsese. Yeah. Or, yeah. And will watch anything that he produces yeah. and so forth. Yeah. So. And that's, I mean, he is, uh, with Scorsese, like not only is his filmography incredible, listening to him talk about his love of movies, yeah. like, you know, I don't, I never want to be grim, but if we lose, when, when we eventually lose Scorsese, I will be inconsolable. Like yeah. just the, the, <laughs> the fount of knowledge that he is. Uh, you know, I, I love it when uh, people have worked with him. First of all, you know, Scorsese. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah. you know, if they've been in a film of his, he's Marty. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Just like anybody that's been uh, um, in the same movie as robert de niro suddenly bobby, bobby. oh bobby's just so great <laughs> i i you know if i if i were if i had a different life and i were working in movies but i was still me it would be like we'd be 10 movies before i would call him bobby i would oh, still be mr de niro exactly mr de niro what can i do for you <laughs> you're talking to me <laughs> that's right <laughs> you're talking to me what's your favorite uh, movie quote Oh goodness! Um, gosh, that's really tough. Like I, that kind of changes from time to time because sometimes, like sometimes, I am still an eight-year-old kid, mm -hmm. and I love uh, you want to get nuts from Batman. Come right. on, let's get nuts. Uh, but other times too, I'm just like I see the whole scene, and I a lot of times I think about Godfather too, and it's like the the culmination when michael gets to kiss kisses fredo on the cheek mm -hmm. the i know it was you fredo you broke my heart there's something about that that you know on any given day something will hit me a little bit differently uh and it's not like i've been betrayed recently but just thinking when you said movie quote like that was the first thing that came to my head and it's like there are these little moments in movies that have somehow like transcended the movie that they're from and they, they stand on their own two feet. And that's a quote that for me has. And I just, I love it. I love how powerful some of those moments are. What are some of the upcoming movies that are an, a can't miss for you? Oh, uh, Across the Spider-Verse is number one. Uh, I loved the Into the Spider-Verse movie. Like, I, I, it's funny. I said earlier, I'm tired of superhero movies. <laughs> yet the one I'm looking for the most is a superhero movie. But it's an animated superhero movie. And it takes such a an interesting look at the spider-man mythos uh so i'm really really looking forward to that one uh, killers of the flower moon mm -hmm. the scorsese one a three and a half hour long movie Ooh. i might watch it at home <laughs> but, but i'm still Just based off of certain breaks that right. people need yeah right uh but yeah those are probably the two biggest that i'm really looking forward to off, off the top of my head that i can think of all right uh andy heller it's always great uh chatting with you about movies and uh, again, we're going to reverse the roles here in Ooh. just a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to that as a guest of your show. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we go, I always like to ask a, a couple of questions. When you're not part of the arts and entertainment scene, we already know you want to be entertained by movies. Mm -hmm. What other things do you like? I love my family. Like, uh, it's, it's there you, go. you know, above all else, like at the end of the day, that's that's where I want to be. I want to be home with my girlfriend. I want to be home with my pets. Mm -hmm. Like I just want us to to be able to, you know, whatever we're doing, even if we're not doing anything, 
like that's where i want to be it's it makes me feel i don't know complete yeah so yeah what's uh what are the pets what are uh so i have a, a dog uh named cooper uh he is a <laughs> he's part husky part german shepherd and part something else but it's the husky and german shepherd that we see the most of. Uh-huh. and good lord <laughs> <laughs> uh and then three cats uh yuki kiki and hero oh my yeah they're great you've got them uh, household we've got a zoo yeah the menagerie at the <laughs> right? Heller household yeah <laughs> any other hobbies um gosh i feel like my hobbies have been reduced like because it, it it feels like the older i get the more focused i am on the one thing mm-hmm. that i love so it's hard to think of anything other than movies i wish i read more uh-huh. i really do i like reading i just I have a hard time finding time to do it because I want to fit as many movies in as possible. Understandable. Yeah. All right, Andy, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll turn things around in just a little bit. But for those of you listening to the Dave Holly Hour, we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a moment. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to my great guests, Bo McGregor and Andy Heller. And of course, thank you for listening, downloading now over 14,000 downloads. Also for your sharing and following on social media and the uh, cups of coffee. They taste great. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. For all 181 episodes, go online, DaveHollyHour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, my name is Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.